Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks are singing the blues in St. Louis. We'll see how the tankathon is going. And we're going to talk about the incident that happened in New York. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is hump day. It is Wednesday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. Look up Locked on Ducks on the Odyssey app. And something that I do want to mention, I realize that Apple Podcast has been giving everybody a world of trouble not just my podcast but every other podcast on the locked on podcast network as well as others of your favorite podcasts they just have not been showing episodes they have not been uploading so i suggest if you want to keep listening on the latest episodes tune in on google podcast tune in on spotify because spotify works really well so if you have a preference choose spotify or or choose the new Odyssey app to listen to the latest episodes of Locked On Ducks or any other show on the Locked On Podcast Network. And this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the app free at the iOS store. And join me this week on Friday during the Ducks game. I'll talk about why a little bit later. But that's brought to you by Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So I don't want to talk too much about the game that happened on Monday, mainly because I didn't really have power just to really peel back the curtain. Um, So my area, I got a nice little yellow envelope that said, hey, we're going to have a planned outage just to repair some stuff, which thank God they did because we've had some nice little wind storms here in Southern California. So because of that, there's needed to be some repairs. They were much needed repairs. Everything is actually running pretty swimmingly right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. So no power issues for the foreseeable future, thank God. So what happened on Monday? Well, I went back and watched the game, and I'm sorry I did, because the Ducks just absolutely did not look good on Monday night. In fact, first period, it was pretty much all St. Louis. Even though there were no goals, St. Louis had the majority of the shot attempts, uh, they outshot a ton of them. Shots were 8-3 to three in favor of St. Louis. Lucky none of them went in at the time. Yeah, it got worse for the Ducks after that. Shots were 10-8, to 14-9 after that. 32-20 for the entire game. Ouch, if you're a Ducks fan. This one was really all about Trevor Zegers because Zegers had a really good game except for that little holding penalty he had in the second period, and guess what happened as a result of that penalty? Yeah, Braden Shen scored his 14th goal of the season on the power play, making it one nothing St. Louis. After that, Ryan Getzloff, just a few seconds later off of a pretty crappy turnover by St. Louis, Getzy got his fifth of the season, making it a 1-1 tie. So Getzy's looking okay so far. But Trevor Zegers, he tried his best on the second and third periods. He had a couple of... One of them was an open shot. One was open. One was contested. They both went off the post. It was that kind of night for the Ducks. That kind of night for Trevor Zegers. He really should have had a couple of goals. He should have had at least one goal go his way. And it just didn't. To be perfectly honest... 
this was not a bad game for Trevor Zegras. Even though he didn't get more shots on goal on the box score. He got two shots on goal, but he had plenty of grade A chances. He had a couple of really fantastic shot attempts. Again, going off the post. Faceoffs are getting better for Trevor Zegras compared to the AHL. Well, compared to most of the days on the AHL. As I mentioned on this podcast last Thursday, the faceoffs were getting better towards the end of his previous AHL stint. Monday night, he was 6 for 12 in the faceoff dot, 50%. Now, look, he's no elite 1C when it comes to the faceoff circle, but Trevor Zegras is proving to be a very capable center, starting to get into the right positions, starting to make the right passes. He's really becoming accustomed to the center position like he did at BU his previous year, his 2020 collegiate season. During the Beanpot tournament, yeah, he got a little bit hot-headed, but he was really focusing on becoming a better centerman during his time at BU. Then he moved over to wing for juniors. They started him at wing for the Ducks. I get that, but his center play has been better each progressive game. This is something that's going to be great building blocks for Trevor Zegras for next season. On this game, however, third period, it was all St. Louis. Robert Bortuzzo scored his first of the season. Good for him. And Ryan O'Reilly, this guy once again, scored his 23rd goal of the season on an empty net. That's your final score. 3-1 to one in favor of the Blues. Look, the Ducks were in this game. It was 2-1 to one for a long time. And Anaheim could have easily tied that game if not for a couple of unlucky bounces. Another post, just one of those games. So it was 3-1 to one your final score. Anaheim was 0-2 on the power play. Guess what? They're dead last in power play percentage under 10%. Here's how bad it is. They could score a power play goal tonight and they'd still be in last place. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's true. 31st. Is that right? 31st. That's how bad it is, folks. <sighs> if they score one goal, they'll still be in last place. If they score two goals, They'll still be in last place. The Ducks could have two power play goals for the rest of the season and still be in last place. That's how bad this power play is. All right, I'm done talking about that. So let's talk about the Locker Room app. Now, as I mentioned before, I'm going to have a Locker Room on Friday. I can't have one on Wednesday because I'll be in El Segundo covering Ducks, or sorry, goals versus rain. And Thursday is a family day, so I can't do it on Thursday. So that leaves Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, Sunday, I'll be covering minor league hockey. Saturday, I will be busy. So that leaves Friday. Friday, why not? People are home on a Friday night. So join me Friday at approximately 6.15 to 6.30. It will be during, during the Ducks game on Friday night. So we'll kind of have like a live party We'll see how it goes at Minnesota, but be sure to tune into that one. You don't want to miss it. 
once again. That is the Locker Room app. Just look up Locked on Ducks on the Locker Room app. And honestly, you could download the app and join me and join all your other favorite Locked on hosts. Get in on the action on the Locker Room app, which you could download on the Apple App Store. It is changing the way we talk sports. All right. We're going to come back after the first intermission, talk a little bit more about, I guess, Trevor Zegras, and we'll talk about how this tank is going. Stay locked in. There are blues that you get from worry. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and this is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. They are packed with 18 grams of protein on average, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar for most of the Built Bars. And they have several fantastic flavors, including double chocolate, salted caramel, I love me some cookies and cream. And be sure to get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So make sure you order today and make sure you order before Mother's Day. Because, hey, don't know what to get mom for Mother's Day? Well, I know. I know that most moms love Built Bar, including mine. So send her a box and you're sure to be her favorite. Well, at least for a little while. Until you get the next box of Built Bars for her. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. And welcome back. So just a little bit more about Trevor Zegris that I wanted to focus on because I feel like I talk about him a lot on this particular show. That's because everyone wants to hear about Trevor Zegris. That's all people want to hear about. So you know what? This is for you. Why not? So, in his three games back at center, he is above 50% face-offs. He's actually at 52% face-offs since being recalled back to the NHL. That is nothing but a good sign. In the past three games, only one player has had a better face-off percentage, and that is, of course, the Elite 1C, Derek Grant. Yeah. And sorry, this is a minimum of, I'd say, a dozen faceoffs because Comtois is pretty good. Uh, Lundestrom hasn't been bad, but Zegris and Grant have been the top two faceoff guys, followed by Lundestrom. Uh, Getzloff is up there. I mean, Getzloff has been, he's been struggling in the faceoff dot a bit. He did get that goal, but, you know, look at Zegris's game. Zegris's overall body of work has been better. His expected goals have gone up. His passing ability has improved. His analytics have been really good. His Corsi for and Corsi against are amongst the best players on the team. In fact, it is the second best on the team. Uh, Guess who was really good over the weekend? Jacob Larson. Guess who had an awful game on Monday? Jacob Larson. He came right back down to earth and had one of his worst games of the season. So just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so we got to talk about the tank. The Ducks are not in the playoffs. They're out of it. They got eliminated last week. Okay, fine. 
They have a record of 16-30-7 with three games left. Okay, fine. So they're eliminated. They have clinched last place in the division. So they can't get past San Jose. They can't get past the Kings, the Coyotes. Okay, fine. We get that. So Anaheim right now, they can get a maximum amount of 45 points. And looking at the standings, I will count them just for you. So we have one, two, three, four. There are four teams that the Ducks could possibly be, I guess, better than. So the Ducks have clinched the fifth worst record in the National Hockey League because Ottawa has 45 points, but they have more regulation wins. Same goes for the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit has more regulation victories. So even if the Ducks tie at 45, they will still be guaranteed the fifth worst record in the league. But that's not what the Ducks want. They want that draft pick. They want that top one or top two or top three. That's what the Ducks really want. And just to update, on Tuesday night, the New Jersey Devils won a thriller in overtime against the Boston Bruins. And that one was on a delayed penalty. It was a four on three. So great win for the New Jersey Devils. And also the Buffalo Sabres won in a shootout. Yeah, they won in a shootout over the Islanders. Good for Buffalo. Yeah. What does that mean? Let's say the Ducks lose the rest of their games. Just just hypothetically. If the Ducks lose the rest of their games and Buffalo wins one more in regulation, then guess who would have the worst record in the league? That's right. It would be the Anaheim Ducks. Guess who would have the best odds at a number one pick? The Anaheim Ducks. Am I saying Buffalo's going to win one more? Eh, maybe they've been playing well recently. Am I saying the Ducks are going to lose the rest? It's very possible. The Ducks have one more game against St. Louis, and they have two against Minnesota. St. Louis wants to win that game. In fact, the Blues could clinch a playoff spot tomorrow, or sorry, tonight. Tonight! They could clinch a playoff spot if the Kings beat... Actually, no, I take that back. That is impossible. The Blues cannot clinch tonight because the Kings are playing Arizona. So if the Blues win, that means either Arizona or the Kings will be eliminated from playoff contention. So I think they both want the Ducks to win this one. So let's say theoretically the Ducks win two more games. Vancouver will surely win one of their last nine. Just, they should. New Jersey won. They're at 43 points. If the Ducks win two more games and that's it, they will tie New Jersey at 43 points, but New Jersey has more regulation wins, which means the Ducks would be guaranteed the second worst record in the league, which would mean a top four pick. So honestly, at this point of the season, do we want the Ducks to win? Do we? No. Just lose a couple of games. I mean, yeah, you could win one and maybe help out the Kings and the Coyotes. Maybe they could win tonight. Maybe. But do we want to help them out? I mean, they want us to help them out. That's what they want. So that's what's going on with 
Team Tank. We won't talk about this tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be locked on goals. And I'll be recording that immediately after tomorrow night's goals versus rain matchup in El Segundo. I'll be there for that one. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But let's talk about Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in a matter of minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every day. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the now low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL. All you need is 500 bucks to get started. So to get your first 5000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Get started today. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, your trusted online sportsbook. They have every sport imaginable, including horse racing, Major League Soccer, MLB, the NBA, and of course, the National Hockey League. Go to betonline.ag right now and use promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% welcome bonus. So, for example, if you deposit $100, you will get a $50 bonus. How about that? Once again, that is betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. And you know what should be on BetOnline right now for today's games? You know what should be on there? Let's bet on how likely there will be a fight at Madison Square Garden. I would hope very likely. Yeah, you're going to get rant to Jason right now, because if you guys missed this on Monday and judging by looking at Twitter, most of you did not miss this. There was an incident that happened at Madison Square Garden on Monday. It all started with a pretty bad hit from Tom Wilson. So I'll just go back to Monday. He injured a player on Monday night. Yeah, he did. He injured a player. First, after a scrum in front of a net, Tom Wilson, yes, that Tom Wilson, I guess, sort of pinned Pavel Buchnevich in the back of the head. First, he pinned him with the back of his stick and then sucker punched him in the back of his head while he was already down. You heard that right. Tom Wilson, with his stick, pinned Buchnevich down, 
got him in the back of the head. But he wasn't done yet. Artemi Panarin came to defend his teammates. And what does Tom Wilson do? Tom Wilson body slams him to the ice. Yes, you heard that right. He body slams Artemi Panarin, grabs him by the hair, drags him down on the ice. Luckily, Panarin did not get a head injury from that. But then Wilson starts sucker punching Panarin. Yeah, it's as bad as it sounds, folks. Tom Wilson and his thuggish behavior once again rears its ugly head and it is despicable that he is still allowed to get away with this. The body slam on Panarin, that was bad enough, dragging him to the ice while Panarin was not wearing his helmet, by the way. That looked really bad. Oh, and then we get to what happened afterwards. Immediately after that hit, uh, Capitals Twitter decided that they were going to try to have fun, but it did not come across as such. Because immediately after that fight, the Washington Capitals on their Twitter posted a picture of Tom Wilson and it said, oh, at the Capitals, Capitals chooses colon violence. Really? They chose violence? They chose violence? That's the tweet you're going to put out there? It was quickly deleted, but of course, those of us that have, you know, print screen, save screen, or screenshot, or whatever it is on whatever device we're on, no, we save that. We know what it says. They chose violence. That is a pretty despicable tweet by the Washington Capitals. The fact that they continually defend him by posting crap like that, it, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, the tweet referred to the melee that happened. Tom Wilson did earn four for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct. After all that was said and done, he did not have a hearing. In fact, it was reported early yesterday that Tom Wilson was only fined $5,000 for punching the Rangers forward Pavel Buchnevich in the back of the head while he was face down on the ice. And this was according to the NHL Department of Player Safety for whatever that's worth. What is this department doing? He gets a fine but no suspension? Oh, by the way, that fine is the maximum allowable under the CBA. Yeah, that has got to change. The CBA is wrong with that, but that's neither here nor there. And then later on yesterday, New York Rangers coach David Quinn announced that Artemi Panarin was being shut down for the last three games of the season. And he did say that the injury was as a result of the brawl that took place with Tom Wilson. Yeah, that's how bad it got, folks. The NHL focused on the wrong things. They should have focused that, you know, he pinned his neck. He's a repeat offender. He got suspended earlier this season. So saying that he's not a repeat offender, what the hell is that? No, I'm sorry. If you're a repeat offender and you do something like that, You've got to be suspended for at least the rest of the season. If it was only a four-game suspension, I would have said, you know what, that's fine. Because it's the rest of the regular season, don't play him the rest of the season, and that's it. And I especially said, do not play him the next game. At least, at the very least, just suspend him for the next game. That way you don't have something come up 
on Wednesday, which is tonight. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. No, it didn't. He's going to play tonight. The Caps are going to play the New York Rangers tonight at Madison Square Garden. I know the lizard part of my brain wants this. I know 95% of my brain does not want to see something really bad happen. But the lizard part of my brain, the 5%, is going to pull through tonight. I want to see some blood. I want to see something happen tonight at Madison Square Garden. If something doesn't happen tonight, I'm going to be very disappointed. Because Tom Wilson deserves to get some kind of punishment for his actions that took place on Monday night. Should have and didn't. The fact that Panarin is out for the rest of the season is a big blow for the team, despite the fact that they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. But the NHL apparently didn't find enough evidence that Wilson pulled Panarin down to the ice by his hair, so therefore he gets nothing, oh, nothing for that action. Here's what Quinn said, quote, We all saw it. There are lines that can't be crossed in this game. There is just zero respect for the game in general. You got one of the star players in this league now that could have gotten seriously, seriously hurt in that incident. You all saw what happened, and it happens time and time again with Wilson. Totally unnecessary. End quote. So, yeah, that, that was bad. That was horrible. That was BS. You know, the Capitals having that tweet, Quinn's reactions... It looks bad. Oh, but guess what? It got worse after that. How could it possibly get worse? Well, the Rangers put out a statement yesterday on Twitter. They put out a pretty damning statement saying that George Peros should be fired from his job pretty much. Okay, here's what the whole tweet says. I'm going to read this verbatim. The statement from the New York Rangers. Quote, the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety, George Peros, and believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. End quote. Yes, former Duck George Peros is the head of player safety and did nothing about this. So are the Rangers right for posting this? Maybe. Maybe they're in the right for posting this. Because like they said, he's a repeat offender. He injured a player. He pins down another player. Two separate players. And he gets less than a slap on the wrist for this. He got fined $5,000. This guy's made millions in his career. And he's losing 5000 Okay, that's pocket. What is that fine? What is that? The max allowable under the CBA? That's it? Yeah, I'm hoping for some kind of action tonight. 
We want it. The fans at MSG are going to want it. Can you imagine their reaction when he comes out at Madison Square Garden tonight? The fans are going to be relentless. They're going to boo the crap out of him. And they should. The Rangers should be pissed off. And they should. And they're right. They're right on this. So as I mentioned earlier this year, Tom Wilson was suspended seven games for illegally checking Bruins defenseman Brandon Carlo to the head. That was a really bad check too. And Tom Wilson deserved that suspension. Right. But for him not to get suspended for something that looked pretty bad. Yeah. It's a horrible look for the league. It's a horrible look for the Capitals. And yeah, I hope we see something tonight. I want to see something really just pound him to the ground, you know, get that fight for fighting. Let's see a brawl happen. Let's see some blood tonight, all right? That's what I want to see. The lizard part of my brain's coming out. And I know we had this discussion about it uh, last week on the locker room. We actually had a really good discussion in the locker room about fighting. We had Laura Saba there from Locked on Canadians. Sarah Avampado was there. Jay Forrester was there. A uh, friend of the program, Tom Houghton, he was there. So Tom actually brought up a couple points. And you know what? Tom was kind of right on this one. It's like he foresaw the future saying there's going to be players that are still going to be out there that are going to do stuff like this. And he didn't mention, he didn't mention Tom Wilson by name, but he referred to Tom Wilson. He referred to him. And you know what? Tom was absolutely right. Players are going to continue to do this. And in very rare cases nowadays, in rare cases, you need to have some kind of reaction to something that's going to happen if Department of Player Safety is not held accountable. Well, guess what? Tom, You, if you're listening to this, Tom, you were right. You were right on. Something did happen. And you were right that the Department of Player Safety is not always responsible. Guess what? They didn't do their job. So this is going to be one case where we absolutely have to see some kind of fighting or something really big tonight. We have to see it. This is the last time they see each other this season. We cannot let this sit all summer. Let it happen tonight. It has to happen. It has to happen big. All right. I'm done ranting about that. Thank you for listening to my rant. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Um, As I mentioned, the Ducks do play tonight at St. Louis. The Blues could clinch tonight. I know Kings and Coyotes fans are hoping that does not happen. They're hoping the Ducks win tonight. And look, the Ducks have some room to win a game or two and still have the second worst record in the league. So you know what? They may as well win a game, right? At least make the Ducks fans happy. Make the Kings fans happy. Make the Coyotes fans happy. Make everybody happy. Just win a game. St. Louis, if they're going to clinch anyway, at least let them clinch on like the last day. Make it, you know, really dramatic. But, you know, make everyone happy. Let's go, Ducks. All right. Uh, Just a reminder. Also, tomorrow is Goals Thursday. I'll be talking about the San Diego Goals, and I'll be recording that episode tonight immediately following, or as soon as I get home, rather, from the Ducks rain game at El Segundo. That is a long, long drive, folks, all the way to El Segundo. Woo, that's a long one. But I do it for you guys. So make sure to tune in tomorrow 
for tomorrow's episode of Locked on Goals. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to listen to this podcast on Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, the new Odyssey app. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are still having some technical difficulties with Apple Podcasts. So if you want to be, you know, in the loop with the latest episodes, you know, use Spotify. Use the new Odyssey app. It is amazing. Trust me. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me personally at StimpyJD. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And don't forget, Locker Room, this coming Friday, that's two days from today, Locker Room app, Friday night at approximately 6.15 to 6.30. Be there for that. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be safe out there. Practice social distancing. Wear a mask. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together. Oh, the kind of blue.